There's an annual report called the Marketing Technology Landscape that looks at all of the different marketing technologies available, broken down, and categorized by elements. Back in 2011, this report only had 150 different marketing technologies to consider, but now, according to the latest report, there are over 11,000 different marketing technologies available to choose from. This is truly an example of how exponential technology is driving exponential change, and I get it. If exponential change is making you feel a bit tired, exhausted, overwhelmed right now, you might even be wondering, how do I even begin thinking about how to cut through all of the chaos and the complexity to pick the best technologies for my financial brand, for my bank, for my credit, for my, my fintech, so that I can level up loans and deposits in the age of AI? Well, let's talk about that on today's episode of Banking on Digital Growth. Greetings and hello, my name is James Robert Lay, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Practical Perspective series where I'm going to share a very simple framework that you can apply at your bank, at your credit union, or even at your fintech to confidently cut through all of the chaos and complexity of exponential technologies. Once again, if, if you're feeling a bit tired, exhausted, overwhelmed, maybe even frustrated from all of the exponential changes that we've experienced over the past three, three and a half years, looking back to 2020, but then even now with technology and the age of AI, this change is not going to slow down. And if you're, when you're tired and you're frustrated, you're not alone. I also wanna provide you today with a simple, but truly transformative framework that you can apply, that you can take advantage of to gain perspective on how these new technologies, these new capabilities provide an opportunity to level up loans and deposits to your bank, at your credit union, or at your fintech. But first, I'd like to invite you to hit the subscribe button if you're watching this podcast on YouTube or if you're tuned in listening to one of the many podcast players this podcast streams throughout the world on. And when you hit that subscribe button, you instantly become part of an ever-growing community of financial brand leaders who are all committed to learning how to maximize their future growth potential by guiding people in the communities that we are serving beyond financial stress towards an even bigger, better, and brighter future. So first and foremost, what's behind this marketing technology explosion that we've seen over the past decade or so? Traditionally, when we think and when we talk about technology for financial brands, it's been through a lens of online banking and mobile apps and, and lending platforms and deposit platforms and, and the like. But things obviously have changed. Technology is, is no longer just a conversation for IT departments or account holder services thinking online and mobile banking. Going forward into the future, we must begin to look at technology as a growth and acquisition opportunity driven by marketing teams, sales teams, even growth teams when you combine marketing and sales teams together. In fact, it was predicted by Gartner that CMOs, that chief marketing officers, would outspend their IT counterparts, the CIOs, on technology. And, and this shift is already creating some internal friction, some power struggles within organizations, within banks and with credit unions. I, I see this, I hear this, I help to facilitate and, and mediate some of this conflict. I do welcome this transformative shift, um, you know, when it comes to technology, not just being an IT thing, but becoming a we 
thing, including marketing teams, in, including sales teams. But it's important to think about technology from the proper perspective. That's because with over 11,000 marketing technologies to choose from, it is in fact easy to get confused and overwhelmed and even be mistaken about what we need and what we don't need to distill signal from noise. I, I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want you to get swept up by the latest hype. When, when I see this happening, it's typically when a, a CEO or a CMO or even a board member goes to some conference and they hear about this, this new technology that's supposed to be a game changer. But in reality, it, it might just be rainbows and, and unicorns. Um, I've, I've seen this time and time again around this, these three little letters that invoke fear in the hearts of many at financial brands, CRM. Uh, it's a big pain point. Um, CRM, it sounds, sounds great in theory, but in practice, in application, there is often a huge gap and there's often a lot of pain when it comes to CRM. Customer relationship management. Even, even I think, you know, just transforming the internal perspective from CRM from the old worldview of customer relationship management to a, a future growth perspective, CRM can become a customer relationship multiplier. Everyone wants the coolest technology, the latest thing. I get it. But I call this digital-itis, or it's also known as bright, shiny object syndrome. And we diagnose digital-itis as a common condition even an addiction to shiny marketing and sales technology without a true understanding of how they fit into the bigger to the larger strategic picture. What many financial brands are missing when it comes to just thinking about some of these tools, these technologies, is not one of them is going to save them. I think a lot of times we buy technology thinking that it's going to be the thing that saves us, that saves our team, that saves our organization, that gives us an opportunity to go forward into the future. But in a recent podcast, I was talking about the most important technology we must master in the age of AI is the technology that sits between our ears. And if we're buying technology, like it's going to be some tool that saves us, it's it's kind of like if I was to go down to Home Depot and buy a shovel and a saw and some boards and a hammer and nails try to build my own fence with without a plan and even without expertise for that matter which I don't have any my fence is going to look horrible it's the same thing with financial brands technologies are useless without a strategic framework and some critical thinking about how this technology or how a technology fits into the bigger strategic growth picture that's why the implementation and the rollout of, of new tools and technologies typically don't deliver. You know, when we look at macro level studies, 60 to 85% of digital transformation, transformation initiatives either fail or they fail to meet expectations. Technologies and tools don't deliver what the platforms, what these, these organizations are promising. And that's because the teams that are using them are missing out on a well-defined strategy and roadmap to guide them forward into the future. 
when we look at technology, technology is a tool, but it's a tool that simply brings human beings together. So the opportunity going forward is to start to escape the complexity of technology with a simple path. And we call this path a plan, roadmap, if you will, to build a digital growth engine. The digital growth engine is a simple but truly transformative strategic framework we teach the financial brands to empower them to level up loans and deposits in the age of AI. And, and to begin, the digital growth engine has four distinct gears that represent four different types of technologies needed for exponential growth in the age of AI. Most importantly though, these technologies are aligned to the consumer buying journey. And I wanna go through each one of these technologies that make up the digital growth engine to provide you with some context, to provide you with clarity, to provide you with a framework to guide you forward on your own digital growth journey. The first gear is targeted emails and targeted ads. And the goal of the first gear in the digital growth engine is simple. It is to increase website traffic. And when we, when we begin to increase website traffic, that moves us to the second gear, which is our website that sells. And the goal of the second gear, the goal of the website that sells in our digital growth engine is to generate leads from the traffic being driven to the website by the first gear. So you see how the gears start to turn each other. That brings us to the third gear. And the third gear in the digital growth engine is a marketing automation platform. And marketing automation is utilized to first and foremost capture and then second, nurture leads that are being driven to the website by the first gear being targeted ads and emails. And finally, the fourth gear in the digital growth engine is sales and service enablement. And this is where sales teams and, and even service teams, but first sales teams can convert leads coming from the website, being nurtured by marketing automation into loans and deposits. And then the service team can pick those, those new converted leads up for loans and deposits and begin to expand relationships and deepen share of wallet. So those are the four gears of the digital growth engine, but, but like any engine, whether it's a car or an airplane, you need something that powers it. You need a fuel source. And the fuel source of the digital growth engine is content. Content is the fuel that powers each one of these four different gears to get them moving. And more importantly, to move people through each stage of the buying journey. Think awareness, think consideration, think purchase. Remember, we can't just think about technology in and of itself, we have to, to look at technology through the context of the buying journey, through the awareness stage, through the consideration stage, through the purchase stage, and even going even further through the adoption and through the advocacy stage. But it's it tends to be best to start with just the first three stages of awareness, consideration, and purchase, or what we also call traffic, leads, and conversion. Furthermore, we have to think about technology in terms of what kind of content we need to, to power these gears in a way that maximizes our fuel so that we don't run out. And, and, and that's where data and analytics come into play. And it, all of this happens on a dashboard. And the role of the dashboard in the digital growth engine is to take raw data, ones and zeros, if you will, 
and turn them into analytics that we can actually interpret and draw conclusions and make decisions from. And then once we interpret that the data, the, the ones and zeros, and draw those conclusions, we can gain insights to guide us forward. Think of this like a, like a dashboard on a plane. When a plane is ascending and, and taking off, the, the dashboard shows how much altitude that we're gaining. But it also provides direction insight and tells us if we need to course correct. For example, if we're losing altitude, what, what do we need to do to gain altitude so that we don't crash? However, when it comes to the dashboard, when it comes to data, the, the, the ones and zeros, because it's such a big topic of conversation right now at many financial brands, we must remember that behind every data point visually represented on a dashboard is DNA. It's flesh and blood. This data, this DNA, these are human beings with financial questions, with concerns, even fears. And, and these people are looking for someone that they can trust to guide them beyond those questions, to guide them beyond those concerns, to get them beyond the fear in the present moment, to get them to an even bigger, better, brighter future. That's why building a digital growth engine is, it can be a vehicle that empowers you to do just that for them, to guide them on their own financial journeys. Before we start to wrap up, I want to be very clear. Building a digital growth engine is not about this or that specific technology, but rather first applying and then optimizing this overall strategic framework. I get questions all the time. For example, James Robert, what marketing automation platform do you recommend? And of course, I can't answer that question for you on this podcast. Platforms, they change all the time. And the platforms that I do recommend depend on the unique situation, the unique capabilities of a financial brand. You know, do you need an enterprise solution? Or would a, we'll call it an SMB solution, would an SMB solution be more ideal for your unique situation? Do you have the capacity? Do you have the talent? Do you have the capability, the staffing needed to maximize these technologies? Or would you be better suited to gain some perspective, to gain some education first, to unlock the opportunities that are available for you to move forward, to then apply that thinking through these technologies? What about a, an objective roadmap to guide you along the way? I have seen some really bad rollouts of marketing and sales technologies across the board, like multiple six-figure marketing automation deals go south within the first six months. You know, technology companies, um, I, I do a lot of work with them. They're, they're run by some really, really good people with really, really big hearts. And, and they, they love to sell the platform. And of course, they make it look easy. And, 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 and many times, it is easy to apply if you have the proper perspective. But when we think about those at a financial brand who are having to apply the technology, whether it's automation or AI or whatever the flavor of the month is, the internal team might not have the perspective that even the technology team does, and that's where the conflict is created. So give you an example of this. There's a financial brand that at the time could have gotten the same value from a $100 a month subscription to an online form builder instead of wasting over $100,000 a year for their marketing automation platform. 
the marketing automation platform that they adopted was basically a glorified online form builder. And we, we identified this when we were facilitating and conducting digital secret shopping studies. We completed some of the forms on their website and just one email came as a follow-up. You can do the same thing with an online form builder. I've also seen struggles when it comes to marketing and sales teams, not having the, the, the organizational buy-in, the cultural buy-in to maximize these technology platforms. You know, of course, there's the marketing automation piece of this, but, but more specifically when it comes to the cultural buy-in, it's typically on the CRM side. Again, what matters most when it comes to building a digital growth engine is it's four gears. It's the content that fuels the engine. But once again, the other element I think of here that really brings it all together to help these gears run smoothly, to run efficiently, it's the oil, it's the data. Data that further enhances and maximizes automation and AI capabilities. So how can you begin to practically apply this thinking here at your own financial brand, at your bank, at your credit union, or at your fintech? Take a moment, think about the four gears of the digital growth engine at your financial brand, starting within within the, the, the first, the second and the third gear. Don't, don't start on the, on the first gear with targeted ads and emails. I think that's where a lot of people wanna start, but not a lot of value is created there initially. Let's start with the second and the third gear. Second gear, once again, do you have a website that sells, that generates leads at different stages of the buying journey? Awareness, consideration, purchase, not just leads or, or applications for loans and deposits. That's the second gear, once again, website that sells. Let's move to the third gear, marketing automation. How are you ma maximizing marketing automation today? Do you even have a marketing automation platform to begin with, and if you do, are you using it to truly nurture leads for loans and deposits or are you using it for a glorified online form builder or are you just using it to onboard new accounts? Once you feel good about gear number two, a website that sells and gear number three, marketing automation, let's move on to gear number four. What's your sales and service enablement story? How are you converting leads from your website that sells to be nurtured by marketing automation to then convert into loans and deposits, to then expand those relationships to deepen share of walls by delighting accounts within the first 90 days. That's the sales and service narrative here at a very high macro level. Finally, once you feel good about gears number two, three, and four, this is where we can move back to gear number one in the digital growth engine and ask, how well are you currently increasing traffic to your website by sending targeted emails and placing targeted ads at different stages of the buying journey, both for current members, current account holders, as well as prospective members or prospective account holders. Simply taking time to just pause, to review, to reflect on how well each one of these four gears is running at your bank, at your credit union, or even at your fintech within the context, the framework of the digital growth engine can truly create a tremendous amount of clarity and then also insight to guide you forward on your own digital growth journey as you level up loans and deposits in the age of AI. If you found this podcast helpful, once again, I invite you to subscribe to it so that you can join an ever-growing community of financial brand leaders who are all committed to maximizing their future growth potential by guiding people in their communities beyond financial stress towards a bigger, better, 
and brighter future. You can also pass this thinking along to someone on your team that you think would find value in the insights I shared today, because this is how we all learn. This is how we all grow and get even better together. Until next time, and as always, be well, do good, and be the light.